All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Buck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Buck, and it is a 12 questions version of the podcast today with Austin Dillon from Richard Childress Racing. I got Austin earlier in the season for a social spotlight. I think he might have actually been the first social spotlight of the year, uh, I guess ever in that case. And so now I wanted to double back with him for 12 questions before the season was over, since he usually has some interesting things to say. Hopefully you will find this interesting. One note uh, before we get into this, you may hear some weird background noise. Um, While we were in Austin's holler, some of his crew guys were working on parts with some sort of machine that I didn't really understand. But anyway, it made some weird noises. So that's not the microphone or anything. If you hear that, that is just some machine in the background. But anyway, without further ado, here is 12 questions with Austin Dillon. All right, I'm here with Austin Dillon. And Austin, the first question is, how much of your success is based on your natural ability and how much has come from working at it? Um, man, I would say 60-40 working at it to natural ability. I, I really feel like you got to work um, almost double what you do as far as natural ability and because it can only carry you so far. And, and if you keep working at it, you, you kind of get the muscle memory right and you start making the right decisions under pressure, I feel like, more than you do just naturally. Uh, it's more of a luck thing when it comes naturally. So Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, now Dale Jr. have all either retired, retiring, Carl Edwards, maybe Matt Kenseth, who knows. All these people are leaving. What's your pitch for fans of theirs to become fans of yours? Well, I've got all the new guys covered as far as coolness goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty cool guy, just ask me. Uh, I don't know. I, I've... Uh, I like um, being real, having fun with my boys. Um, just, uh, you know, I like to have a good time. I feel like I'm a pretty um, honest guy to say it how it is, and want to want to make NASCAR uh, better when I leave it. So that's another big part of it. I feel like I want to give something back to this sport when I'm said and done with it. Okay. Um, what's the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack? Definitely just. Um, away from the racetrack traveling to sponsor appearances and just um usually there's probably one to two every week and just kind of keeping up with those and then staying fresh for you know when you're asked similar questions throughout the week and just kind of answering the same ones you you try and you know not get frustrated if you if you have a week where the same questions are getting answered so like somebody asks you one question one day about like oh how's your season going or whatever the next day it's like oh how's your season going that kind of thing yeah for sure it's just and and if something like an event happens like uh, like making the playoffs and you have to do a run of interviews that are like seven interviews in a row in an hour and a half period or something like that and it's literally just like I'm on repeat where I wish I could get everybody to call in at once and just do one really good interview and that that's where it's it's tough um, because you got to go through and say the same thing to everybody because that's that's truly the answer but by the seventh one i'm just dead like i'm like okay yeah i'm okay i'm driving cars driving good hopefully we can have a good race but the first one i'm pretty uh, witty and fun but then it gets a little monotonous yeah i i actually always wonder how you guys would do that because i feel like i'd want to have like a recorder i take out and be like here's here's what i just told this person just like play it you know (laughs) Exactly, and that, and that I think would be cooler. To, you know, the w- ones I really like is when everybody listens in on like a conference call. That seems to go pretty well. But when you have to go to different radio stations across a state or a couple states, it, it gets pretty bad. 
Um, let's say a fan spots you eating dinner in a nice restaurant. Should they come over for an autograph or no? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I, I will sign for anyone. I think the, the best way to do it for a fan is like, um, don't let me leave the table at the end, but like if I'm eating, just let me finish and then I'll sign it. Usually that's what happens. I'll be like, Hey, big fan, Austin, can I get an autograph? It's like, yeah, as soon as I'm done, I'll come sign. So that works pretty good. And, or I can come to them if they ask. Um, what's a story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage? You know, you see a lot of, I think, I think the media could do a better job covering aero advantages you see on other cars, like, um, getting more technical with our sport and finding the differences between cars. Like if you visually see something on a car, you know, putting it out there earlier than what it, it usually is to help create a even more fair play playground. And then another story is like, I think, uh, the penalties, like, there's no um, there's no one that keeps tally, I feel like, of minutes of, like, sitting out on pit road. Like, I wonder who has the most minutes sitting out on pit road this year um, for being late through tech. And I bet it averages out where the top couple guys are the, some of the best guys in the sport. So the guys that are sitting on pit road the longest for missing practices or whatever it may be for rolling around too many times, I bet if you looked at that and you tallied all those minutes up, it would come up with a pretty good guys at the top. So it's actually maybe sort of a good thing because they're pushing it. They're either that or it's telling you they're cheating the most to get the most. Is that is that is cheating rewarding the, the guys that are up front? Okay, I see what you're saying. Who is the last driver you texted? Uh, my brother. About 10 minutes ago, we were talking about fantasy football. We made a trade. I'm not surprised to hear that. Um, do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers? Um, some of them, I feel like. Uh, well, okay. Entertainers on the track, yes. Uh, away from the track, some of them aren't entertainers. I feel like some of them are pretty. Uh, just some are boring. Some are, are exciting and funny and have personalities, but some just, just don't, in my opinion. But there are um, all of them are entertainers when it comes to being on track. Some of the most boring guys out of the race car some of the most exciting in a race car why what, what do we have to do to get the boring guys off the track to be um more exciting um i think make them feel comfortable where if they do mess up or say something wrong they're not just shut down you know what i mean instantly from um a fan st standpoint where you got a lot of fans supporting one one or two or three guys and then one guy steps out of his comfort zone that's not supported by all the fans that he doesn't feel that he's just going to ruin his career um, due to a, a fan base booing him. Okay, that makes sense. What is your middle finger policy on the racetrack? Man, mine flies all the time. I, I, I got to do a better job at that, actually. I don't know. It just It's like when I'm mad, that's just what happens. And um, I know one thing. If I see the middle finger, I, I really fly hot in the race car because I want to get to that guy and move him or do whatever I can. But I don't know. I, I wish I would just wave more. It would be better. Because if, if you wave, people are like, uh, it could be, it could mean something else. Right, yeah, it could be mean something else. And and sometimes, like, I'll throw the peace sign out the window, and I don't know if that's just worse than the middle finger. You know what I mean? Like, hey, see you, guy. Yeah, stop messing with you. Um, so some drivers keep a payback list for negative reasons. Do you also keep a payback list for positive reasons, such as if somebody cuts you a break on the track? Oh, for sure. You know, I think um, certain guys that – you put in your head that are are um, that have given you a break at certain periods of time. I mean, Tony Stewart was one of the best at it. You know, if he was running, um, 
having a bad day and you were coming forward and he knew you were there, he would get out of your way pretty quick. But I tell you what, if you, if you didn't know, have that same way of driving style on the way back through when he was coming through, he would let you know real quick. So I, I think um, I knew in the back of my mind, like, okay, he let me go real quick. I, I need to let him go. Who is the most famous person you've had dinner with? Um, famous person I had dinner with. I don't know if this counts. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. sat behind me once, and Gary Player, I sat with him at dinner. That was pretty cool, too. I've, I've ate with Dale Jr. He's pretty famous. Um, man, I'm trying to think of somebody outside the sport that would be really cool. Oh, Jimmy Carter, president, former president. I ate lunch with him, so that was pretty cool. That is cool. Um, what is something about yourself you'd like to improve? Um, my girlfriend says compassion. I need to have more compassion, so I'm working on that. Like just for other people in general or, or what? Yeah, just if I, I'm kind of black and white on certain situations, so I should be a little better on um, just just a little uh, easier on people, I guess, on certain people. Yeah, Compassion. Okay. So this question comes from Danica Patrick. Um, it's, it's a little bit, um, hard to explain, but basically she was saying, um, if you could live on earth forever and eat the steak that's on earth and, you know, just have your current life that's on earth and, and be happy, um, would you rather do that? Or would you rather take a risk and go to another planet where it's like potentially way happier? You don't know how it's going to be, but it's going to be way happier than you are now. Like, would you just stay in your current earth situation or go to this other planet? And I'm happy with the stake where I'm at right now, though. But it could just be way better at the other one. The potential is way higher, but it could also be bad. Correct. Yes, that's that's what I understood from the question. Oh man. I guess it's it's. I'm not a food. I'm not a huge food guy. Like it's food does not like make or break me because I can eat about anything. So. I would have to know more details when it came to if I was able, if my fiance was with me, my family was going to be there. If it was just for me, I would probably, if, if my family's still there and I was leaving them, I would stay. I would be in the, eating my same old steak and chilling. Um, but uh, if I could take my whole crew with me, I would, uh, if there's an opportunity, I would probably push for the opportunity. Okay. So the next interview is going to be with Landon Castle, um, do you have a question I could ask Landon? Um, I do. I just got to think about it. Man, his tweet this week with Denny was pretty hilarious. Um, if he could bring in three sponsors into this sport to make it better, what would they be and why? So three sponsors who aren't currently in the sport, which three sponsors would he bring in? Yes. Yep. Cool. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Thanks again to Austin for his time and for giving me a question for the final 12 questions interview of the season. If you haven't followed me in the past before this year, the 12 questions gets mixed up every year. So been doing these interviews since 2010, if you can believe it. So I've made it through eight seasons of 12 questions interviews. So um, I'll have to come up with 12 new ones for next year. But that's what I got the offseason for. Plenty of time to think about it. I do want to give some patron shout outs before we go today. 
And these are people that have signed up on my Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Jeff underscore Gluck. And that is how I have been getting to races this year, as well as eating food and paying my rent. So thanks to everybody who has supported my efforts through this entire year. It's been quite a season. But uh, definitely this week, want to thank Tyler Montgomery, Matt Markland, Christine Schroeder, and Billy Masterson. Thanks to all of you, and thanks to all of you as well. Some of you don't want to be named when I when you sign up on the pledge. I say, is it okay if I give you a shout out? Some people write back and say, no, you know, I'd, I'd rather you not use my name, and for whatever reason, and that's fine. But I appreciate everybody as well, um, all their support. I couldn't have done it. Literally, could not have done this without you guys. So thank you. Coming up on the next episode of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast, it is a social spotlight interview with Regan Smith. He volunteered to do it. So uh, I took advantage of that, took him up on that, and we talked last weekend. So that'll be the next episode. And then I'm off to Phoenix this week. Don't know who will be the post-race podcast yet. So hopefully I can grab some media member who's not busy on deadline writing about which driver will complete the final four going into Homestead. Anyway, thanks as always for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.